0: Hello, my name is Douglas Raymond Hawkins and you're listening to the podcast relating in love. Welcome to episode number 20 choices conclusion. This episode will assist you on your pathway to authentic love by continuing our excursion into positive and negative choices. The six steps to better choices and the concluding thought. But first, as always, this episodes quotes. Both of these quotes are from Roy T. Bennett. First one, attitude is a choice. Happiness is a choice. Optimism is a choice. Kindness is a choice. Giving is a choice. Respect is a choice. Whatever choice you make, makes you choose wisely. And you cannot control the behavior of others, but you can always choose how you respond to it. End quote. Let's begin by looking at some positive choices we can make. First, choose to stay balanced. As in so many areas in life, our choice here is not to be in balance because life will always keep us in balance. The choice, rather, is to stay balanced. See, life, like water, always seeks its own level. And if you go too far to the left, then life will swing us back to the other side often way over to the other side in order to compensate. What this does is keep us living a jerky and rough life when we could be living a smooth one if we only learn to stay and balance. If you are currently resisting this balancing act of life, stop, you can't win. You'll only wind up frustrated and miserable. This law of nature is as sure as gravity So if you're behaving in such a way that your life is not as smooth as you'd like, take a look at what you might be doing to knock your life off balance. What are you doing too much of or too little of to the exclusion of something just as important? Everything in life has a counterpart. It's width that gives height its dimension. We can only know good because of bad and the bottom must have a top. For something to exist, it must have a counterpart. Choose to take an active role in your life. When we choose to take an active role in our life, we immediately begin to make choices for ourselves. We begin to make favorable differences in our life instead of sitting back and blaming our lot in life on external factors. Choose to be committed. The main reason that people have for avoiding commitment is that they are afraid of what the future will hold, and to tell you the truth, that's a very valid reason, but no matter how valid it is, we shouldn't allow it to stop us. If we invest the majority of our resources into making sure, to the best of our ability, that what we are committing to is what is best, then the rest will usually take care of itself. Choose to be responsible. When we are responsible, we can be trusted to behave in a reliable, appropriate and consistent manner. Here's the bottom line of responsibility. We will ultimately be held accountable for our actions, no matter how hard we try to put them off on someone else. The choice we have is, do we act responsibly or will we be held accountable by external forces? Choose to know gratitude. Gratitude asks us to recognize the good things in our life, even in the face of adversity. When everything in our life is going well, it's easy to see this, but the trick is to learning to know gratitude in the adversity as well. In fact, it's that much more essential. Choosing to show patience. Patience is trusting that events in our lives will turn out in our best interest. It means trusting that good things will come to those who wait. This is something that comes with great difficulty for our microwave society. As difficult as it is sometimes, it greatly behooves us to understand that sometimes good things take some time to mature. We don't expect a cake to be a cake without first being put in the oven. We don't expect a caterpillar to become a butterfly without the metamorphosis of chrysalis. And we don't begin construction on a house without allowing the foundation to dry. Without patience, we often rush past our objective, and even when we do achieve our aim, we have reached it without enjoying the journey. Choosing to set and live up to these set standards. When we choose to set a standard, we are constructing boundaries that we will not go beyond, either by the things we do or the things we receive. These standards will usually be constructed from the materials of ethics, honor, sincerity and respectability. In his book, Freeze Frame, Doc Childre wrote, when you make an efficient choice in moments of indecision, you establish more effectiveness within a given time span, saving energy and stress. That's a time shift, End quote. Let's look at some negative choices. Most of the time, our negative choices are done subconsciously. So before you dismiss these choices offhandedly, examine your life and see if any of their negative ramifications are apparent. The first, choosing to play the victim. People choose to play the victim often subconsciously because it frees them of the responsibility of their living condition. This might seem like a good idea at first but in the long run, it has a huge and awful price. Included in this price is that positive people don't like to be around this sort of person. There is a saying that I like a lot, and it says, the only person that likes a doormat are people with dirty feet. Also included in this price tag is the inability to make positive choices. Since this individual is almost always locked into a passive mindset, and we cannot make positive choices from a passive mindset the next negative choice is choosing to self-sabotage this is almost always born from a sense of low self-esteem deep down we really don't believe or deem ourselves worthy of success so we act in ways that will keep us in failure in its more apparent manifestations it can be seen when an individual arrives drunk to a job interview or when an individual constantly falls for the wrong mate. In its more subtle manifestations, it can be seen when an individual desires to meet new people but continues to stay at home, or when a person knows of an opportunity for advancement but comes up with very shoddy excuses why they wouldn't get it anyway, so why even bother? The next negative choice is choosing to be negative. Choosing to stay in a negative frame of mind is an easy, lazy, and cowardly cop-out. Negative people will claim that to see life in any other way is to ignore reality. But I say that we should by all means recognize negative situations, but approach it in a positive way. The reason that negativity is a cop out is because it gives the impression that we can just sit around and complain, while making a difference means that we expand energy and that we risk being ridiculed. Aristotle said the ideal man bears the accidents of life with dignity and grace, making the best of circumstances End quote. Now let's look at six quick steps to better choices. Please keep in mind that although these steps are quick, they are not always simple. Although the existing systems for making choices vary, the essentials are understanding the choices to be made, deciding on the optimum opportunity, and evaluating and accepting the ramifications of that choice. Here are the six steps in making correct choices. One, establish what choice is being presented. Two, Establish what the ingredients are. Making choices can be likened to baking a cake because both will come out right only when we know which ingredients to put in and how much of each. Consider every possible angle from which the choice might be approached. This is the time to think outside of the box and reflect on more creative answers. Brainstorm and come up with what you consider the perfect choice. Jot down all ideas, no matter how bizarre they may seem at the moment. Three, evaluate all the pros and cons of each idea. Now is the time to consider strengths and weaknesses and to get a handle on what's practicable and what is not. It is also the time to explore the ramifications of each option. Four, select the optimum option. None of us are perfect, so we won't always be right. We won't always make the right choice the first time. The key here is not to give up if at first you don't succeed. Simply select your next option in the same way that you selected your first. Five, now that you selected your optimum option, it's time to act on it. Six, assess your option subsequent to observing the consequence. Determine whether it was a beneficial selection. Here's the acid test. Did your choice leave you with any regrets? Quick word of caution. Being human means that we're going to want to skip some of these steps. Don't, it will only greatly enhance the chances of a wrong choice. Use self-control to be patient and remember that the choices that you make today will determine where you are tomorrow. In their enlightening book, Heart Mass Solution, Dr. Chaudre and Howard Martin wrote, we have two choices, continue to blame the world for our stress or take responsibility for our reactions and deliberately change our emotional climate, end quote. Now it's time for a final thought. The very spot on which we stand on our pathway is the result of our choices, not our circumstances. It is not what happens to us that determines our destiny the choices that we make because of what has happened to us. There will always be outside forces that will attempt to manipulate us. These forces range from people that we are personally close to, to Madison Avenue, to politicians. The point is, no matter who it is that is attempting to manipulate us, it is we who must make the choice as to whether we will allow ourselves to be manipulated. I make this statement knowing full well that One must be aware that they are being manipulated before they can make a conscious choice as to allowing it, but it comes down to a choice of being more aware of what's happening around us as well as to us. We make the choice as to who we are and what we will do every day of our lives. The only thing left to decide is whether those choices will be ones that are born from awareness of what's best for us, or will they remain nothing more than reflex? The choices that we make at this point in our lives are based on our self-perception, and our self-perception is strongly rooted in the perception that we received from those that meant the most of us most meant the most to us as we were growing up. How we view our ability to make correct choices deeply affects the choices that we do make. For this reason, Learning to make wise choices is comprised not only of learning a high quality process, but also developing a healthy self perception of proficiency. Many people are poor decision makers and it greatly diminishes their personal growth. These individuals can significantly improve that skill with fairly little time and effort. I have one other belief I need to share with you right now. That belief is simply this, Every time any of us has to make a decision, we always make the very best decision we can make. None of us starts out to solve a problem and says, I think I'll make a lousy decision this time. In my view, this never happens. What does happen is that each time we have to make a decision, we take all the available information we have, run it through our little brains, and then sometimes crossing our fingers, or We decide what we will do, and herein lies the problem. What if we didn't have all the information necessary to make a really good decision? How many times have we looked back at a decision we made and said, gee, I shouldn't have done that. I didn't know it would turn out this way. How could I have been so stupid? If you're like me, then you've done this more times than we care to think about. No one has a corner on the stupidity market and making decisions you later regret is just part of being human. Among other things, life requires that each of us make decisions, hundreds of them each day. There are little decisions like what to wear to work or school each morning and big decisions like what to do in life or whom to marry or whether when things are going badly, even to go on living. Everyone has to make decisions. The trouble is that we don't seem to have all the information we need to make the best decision possible every single time. If we did, we'd make the perfect decisions. But since we don't, we keep on making imperfect decisions, decisions that we later regret. Frankly, I don't see any way out of this for any of us. However, there's good news. We can keep improving and keep making better decisions. Former United States Secretary of State, William Jennings Bryan said, destiny is not a matter of chance. It is a matter of choice. It is not a thing to be waited for. It is a thing to be achieved. Now for something completely different. I came across a poem that I really wanted to share with you. It has a deep meaning. And the name of it is The Cookie Thief by Valerie Cox. And here it is. A woman was waiting at an airport one night, with several long hours before her flight. She hunted for a book in the airport shops, bought a bag of cookies and found a place to drop. She was engrossed in her book, but happened to see that the man sitting beside her, as bold as could be, grabbed a cookie or two from the bag in between, which she tried to ignore to avoid a scene. So she munched the cookies and watched the clock, as the gutsy cookie thief diminished her stock. She was getting more irritated as the minutes ticked by, thinking, if I wasn't so nice, I'd blacken his eye. With each cookie she took, he took one too. When only one was left, she wondered what he would do. With a smile on his face and a nervous laugh, he took the last cookie and broke it in half. He offered her half as he ate the other. She snatched it from him and thought, Oh brother, this guy has some nerve and he's also rude. Why he didn't even show any gratitude. She had never known when she had been so galled and sighed with relief when her flight was called. She gathered her belongings and headed to the gate, refusing to look back at the thieving and gray. She boarded the plane and sank in her seat. Then she sought her book, which was almost complete. As she reached in her baggage, she grasped with surprise. There was her bag of cookies in front of her eyes. If mine are here, she moaned in despair. The others were his, he tried to share. Too late to apologize, she realized with grief that she was the rude one, the ingrate, the thief. And the meaning that that has for me, and by the way, that was the end of the poem, what the meaning that has for me, is even though you can be so, so certain about something and be so wrong, how many times did that happened in our life? If we become more aware of what's going on the less that'll happen. Well, that's it for now. Thank you very much for joining me and please join me next Tuesday when we'll be examining the four primary categories that people in our society stand under when it comes to joy and the roadblocks to joy. Remember, if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at loveintent@comcast.net. at comcast.net. And if you know anyone who could benefit from this podcast, please love them enough to have them listen to it. Talk to you then. And remember, make your life a loving one.